Thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Well, it's good to be here today. And good to see all you folks uh, sitting in the benches as well as uh, we are grateful those that are, that are watching on live stream. Um, I have a f- confession to make. I, I stand here today um, thinking that I might be the most foolish person on the earth because I believe that uh, God asked me to not prepare anything. I said, that's crazy. I can't do that. And so what I did was I typed up a couple pages just in case. (laughs) Have you ever felt that way that you prayed and asked God to do something and then said, well, just in case um, I'm going to have something ready in case you do not speak to me. So as I was thinking about this, um, one of the things that, that came to mind was, you know, we haven't had a potluck for a long time. And we love to get together for potlucks. And so this, this morning, I believe, will be a potluck of random thoughts and words of scripture and things that, uh, that have occurred in my life over these last many years. Thank you. I know that, that I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be about what Jesus Christ did for me many years ago. And I am grateful for the, the many things that this congregation does that's, that's below the surface, that we don't see. Many acts of kindness, many caring and compassionate uh, things that happen. And I was reading this morning... Um, the uh, I quite often read uh, the daily our daily bread, and uh, I thought this really goes along with what I wanted to share today, or at least um, hopefully share today. It's it. Oh, the other thing is is that do you know that uh, these little booklets um, they they appear at our church uh, before the uh, this is December, January, and February. So one of the one of the things that happens is that have you ever wondered where these little booklets come from? Well, they come from our daily bread, but um, Paul and Kathy Steckley uh, consistently uh, have these uh, sent to them themselves, and then they either over the last while I have uh, they've given them to me and I've brought them to the church or I've I've taken them out and delivered to some of you so but what it what it says here is my friend Bill described Gerard an acquaintance of his as being very far from God for a very long time 
But one day, after Bill met with Gerard and explained to him how God's love has provided the way for us to be saved, Gerard became a believer in Jesus. Through tears, he repented of his sin and gave his life to Christ. Afterward, Bill asked Gerard how, how he felt. Wiping away the tears, he answered simply, washed. What an amazing response. That's precisely the essence of salvation made possible through faith in Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross. In 1 Corinthians 6, after Paul gives examples of how disobedience against God leads to separation from him, he says, this is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Washed, sanctified, justified. Words that point to believers being forgiven and made right with him. Titus 3, 4, and 5 says us more about this miraculous thing called salvation. God our Savior saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth. Our sin keeps us from God, but through faith in Jesus, sin's penalty is washed away. We become new creations, gain access to our Heavenly Father, and are made clean. He alone provides what we need to be washed. And then the question is asked, what is vital for you to be washed and sanctified by Jesus? What has it meant or what will it mean for you to put your faith in Jesus? It's a good question for all of us. Well, over the years, I have um, stood in a, in a pulpit, stood behind and, and spoke uh, what I believed and what I hoped was words of faith, words of hope, in Jesus Christ. Back before I'd ever preached the first sermon, I had been praying and I remember walking through the basement of the old church up on the Goshen and a guy was walking beside him and he said, you're gonna be a preacher. And I said, no way, I will never do that. And uh, I believe that I would be like uh, what the, uh, I'm not like what the prophet Isaiah said when God said, who shall I send? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. That wasn't me. I was okay where I was at without being uh, called to, to, to speak or preach. And so I was reminded of a, of a story that I heard years ago that, uh, that I think I can relate to because I've never felt adequate to preach the gospel. I haven't. So there was a story told of this um, new preacher that went to this church to preach. And uh, after a few weeks, um, a family invited him to come home for uh, Sunday lunch. And so he had lunch with them and, and then uh, they had a, a young son and uh, he went and uh, away from the table and came back and he had his piggy bank full of coins and he said, I want to give it to you, uh, pastor. And he said, oh no, he said, I, I, can't, I can't take your, your money, I can't take your savings. He said, well, but why would you want to give that to me? And he said, well, my mom and daddy says, you're the poorest preacher we've ever had. 
And I can tell you, I have felt that way. <laughs> However, when I felt that way, I've also uh, recognized that there were people that would come up to me or send me a note and say, I want to thank you for the words that you spoke today. And I thought, what? And sometimes it was those random things that weren't on my notes that I just happened to say that was said, hey, I really appreciate that. I thought, man, I hadn't even planned to say that. And so I am grateful for the way God has worked in my life. I am grateful for my wife, Marlene, and our, my children, grandchildren. Uh, they've been such a support. And also, this congregation has been absolutely supportive of, of me as a, as a person, as an individual, and also as in my role as being the pastor of pastoral care. It has been an honor and a privilege to serve uh, Jesus Christ as uh, my Lord and Savior and to serve in this body. I believe that, uh, you know, I, I grew up in, in the, the hills of Virginia and never in my wildest dream would have ever believed that I would be standing in, in Zurich, Ontario in January of 2022 and have, have served and, and been a part of this congregation beside each of you. Um, I love you, my brothers and sisters, whether you're sitting here or whether you're online, I, have, I call you brother and sister in the Lord because I believe that's what we are to do, and I believe that we have been serving the Lord faithfully in, these, in, these, uh, in this community. I know over the last two years it hasn't felt that way. Um, it's been different, and I uh, haven't been able to, um, to give anybody a, a, well, I have, but uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to give anybody a handshake or a hug. But I, so I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, if you want a handshake or a hug, uh, if it's not today, uh, you call me. I'll, I'll even drive to your place and give you a hug if you want. And I don't want to say that fictitiously. I want to say it with sincerity and honesty that I want to serve God faithfully. I want to do what, uh, what he has called me to do. And I believe that, that uh, so we, we're in a new, new year new beginning. April has talked about that. And so I'm stepping down from the role of pastor, pastoral care. April is coming on as associate pastor. And I am excited about what God is going to do in the days and months and years ahead. That we are a people called by God to serve in this world. That we are to be kind and caring and considerate to those around us. That we are not to be uh, we're not to be fake. We're supposed to be real. And uh, troubles come our way too. We're not exempt from the, the sickness and the struggle, struggles of this world. But we are have that assurance that God will be with us. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And we have that assurance and that promise that you will be with us. I believe that. And I believe you believe that. So, um, in Acts chapter 2, it talks about um, what Peter described to who this Jesus was. So, uh, just after, after the, uh, 
the apostles and the people there uh, received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said that it's expedient that I go to be with the Father. And when I go, I will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to be with you. And so this has just taken place. The, the Holy Spirit has, has come in the form of, of, uh, of flames that, that dropped onto the, onto the apostles. And so people were confused about what's going on here? Like, I, we don't understand this. What in the world? And uh, Peter stands up because they were saying, well, some of them were even making fun of him saying, hey, <laughs> these people are drunk. They don't know what they're doing. And uh, Peter stands up along with the 11 and says, and this is what it says, he raised his voice and addressed the cloud. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. And I believe we need to listen carefully to what this scripture says. These people are not drunk, as you would suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And this is a great verse. And everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't say some, it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He goes on to say, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this was, man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And David said to him, I saw the Lord always before me, before, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor his body to see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted, exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured that of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, 
Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you. This is the key verse. This promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all who call the Lord our God will call. It says that it wasn't just for that time. It says that it was not only for that generation, but for all who are far off. And I believe 2,000 years later, I think we would be considered far off from that, that uh, Jesus dying on the cross and being raised again to new life, to new birth. And so I believe that, I believe that we all believe that, that are sitting here and maybe even on, online. But there's people that don't believe this. There's people that think that this is just a bunch of baloney, that it doesn't mean anything, that, doesn't, that this is just something that, uh, that's made up. Um, but I don't. I believe that the Word of God is the true, that it's truth for today, it's truth for tomorrow, it's truth for the next generation and the generation after that, and the generation after that. And I believe that it's important and critical that you and I share that faith and that hope with our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and that they also share over the years. I don't believe it's going to be, get easier to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think it's going to get harder. Um, we're already seeing some of that. Um, I, I read a report um, that uh, some, some country says that uh, Christianity is a, is a detriment to society. And uh, that'll just be the first of, well, not the first. That'll be a, another reminder that what we believe, and when you, when you really think about it, what we really believe, when you read the scripture, when you, when, you know, we just, we just went through Christmas and we shared from the scripture that, that Mary was pledged to be uh, with Joseph and she was with child, but she was a virgin. Now, if that doesn't make you, what's really? Do you actually believe that? I do. And I think many of you do as well. Maybe all of us do believe that. But there's a lot of people who think that's the, the craziest thing you ever heard. And not only that, there's, there's other things that are, that are talked about in, in Scripture that, uh, like the, the miracles that Jesus did. And we're hearing about miracles in, in Africa um, that, that people are being... Uh, raised from the dead, that they're being healed. And we know that uh, Jesus healed many people. And uh, there were a lot of demonic uh, oppressions and things that, that people were healed from. And uh, I thank God for all the stories that we, we can read and hear in the, in the Word of God that says that, that Jesus is who he said he was, that he came from God, he lived on this earth, he proclaimed that he was the Son of God, 
And he is now, it says that he is now interceding on our behalf as we, as we offer prayers. Um, it's important to pray, to pray for one another. It's important to hear what God is saying to each of us in these times, in these days. I don't, I don't believe that maybe I always have, always hear correctly. Um, I mean, I think sometimes we believe that we want uh, what we, what we really want is what God wants and that's what he believes that we can declare. And sometimes I think that we have this idea that, uh, that God wants us to do this or that and uh, so, just like this morning, like you could say, um, so with all these things that I'm talking about here, you could say, well, Dennis, I think you heard wrong, that you should have prepared better, that you are talking in, in riddles and circles and you have went down rabbit paths and down rabbit holes and you've done things that said different things. And, but I believe what you need to hear out of anything else, I want you to hear that I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins I'm saved. I'm going to go to be with Jesus at some point. I mean, I don't know when. I mean, who knows? There could be some of us sitting here today or watching online that we may not be here tomorrow. I, I don't know. I mean, we just had a funeral for Jerry Zare, and uh, I, you know, he's 64 years old. Um, when you're, if you're younger, you think that's, that's old. When you get to my age, you think that's young. And, uh, and when you're older than I am, you, yeah, you just, it's amazing how, um, how our minds think about different things. And so I just want to, again, say it's been, a, it's been an honor and a privilege to serve in this body. Even before I became pastor of pastoral care, I was, uh, I was involved in this congregation since I moved here and moved here in 1977. And, uh, it's, we, Marlene and I have served in different capacities and um, our children grew up here, our grandchildren grew up here, and I am grateful that uh, there were folks like you and folks that have gone on before. You know, I love the folks at the rest home, um, those dear folks. I called somebody the other day and uh, as soon as I started talking, they started thanking me for calling. Like it was just amazing that you know, like it was a, it was a, it was a blessing for me to be able to talk to to someone there, uh, and uh, anyway, I'm just grateful that for this congregation has given me the opportunity, and you know what, I I, I don't feel qualified to be a pastor of pastoral care, but Jesus qualifies me to know that in my heart I have a, a, a passion for people to know Jesus, and I have a passion to, to love and have faith, and uh, got a note uh, this week of a person's just really encouraging uh, note saying that uh, they appreciate uh, the way I have cared for people, and it doesn't come from me. I think that the what really started me on the path of that was when I was, a, when I was a young boy, our parents would take us to a nursing home and we didn't have any family there. They just took us there and we would, we would sing some songs and read some scripture 
And uh, it was just a, an amazing thing to um, be able to experience that. At the time, I thought, this is, this is crazy. I don't want to be here. I'm going to a nursing home on Sunday afternoon. Like, man, we could be playing ball or we could be throwing snowballs or whatever it would be or sledding down a hill. And I'm here in this nursing home and didn't really want to be there. But uh, I thank God for my parents. And uh, once again, I thank this congregation for giving me the opportunity to uh, allow God to use me in whatever way. And I believe uh, that going forward, that uh, God will continue to open doors. Um, I'm willing to do whatever God has for me as long as I have breath. And so I hate the word retirement. I don't believe as a Christian that I, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to do things for the Lord as long as uh, God gives me the strength and the breath to, uh, to be able to do that. So once again, to all you folks, as I look at your eyes and see you, I love you. And may God bless you.